death, taxes, and the AP poll being the bane of my existence. This is Locked On Big 12. You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome into Locked On Big 12. I'm Drake Toll from ESPN Central Texas. Thank you for making Locked On Big 12 your first listen every single day. Today, the three most egregious issues with the AP poll. Expansion, is it only getting started? And UCF, are they the surprise team in 2023? But first, great news. I asked you last week, if you're a fan of a Big 12 team, please send me a shirt, a hat, something you don't wear, and Nate Slack sent me this. It says Cougs on it and has a BYU look. It sounds like a retro throwback. It's just awesome. And I love it. These BYU fans, man, these BYU fans go the extra mile. I like my new BYU shirt. Thank you to Nate. And if you are a Utah fan or anybody else, send a shirt or something. I'll wear it. New studio today, too. Isn't that neat? Brother, what are we doing with the AP Top 25? I say to myself every year, and here's the deal. I I truly believe that every ranking is a way too early ranking until we get to, I don't know, week five, week six. Then what are we ranking teams for? Nobody really knows. Every year, except for two in the last two decades, this is from Brett McMurphy, there has been a team that finished outside the top 25 who landed in the top 10 in at the end of the year that it's going to happen this year, right? It it could be you Baylor bears. It could be you Oklahoma state. And it definitely could be you Texas tech. The number one, most egregious thing about this AP top 25, where is Texas tech? Do they not know? Do they not? Do they not know? Do these AP voters not understand that Joey McGuire is building an empire? I am in Waco, Texas right now which is West Texas. You might be a Cincinnati fan, which, by the way, Cincinnati is not the worst brand in sports in the Big 12. You might be a Cincinnati fan sitting in Ohio. You are in West Texas. Do people not understand that? And this team has been disrespected to the point of being left. There are the coaches poll. Brother, I trust the coaches poll more than the AP poll. The coaches are the ones who have to know what they're talking about to be able to win. And the AP decided to leave Texas Tech and Tyler Shug out altogether. I just think, I think that Texas Tech has enough back. We had this conversation a couple of days ago. Wait a second. Was it 14 players back? Wait a second. 14 starters. What if this is a Tech team that can make a lot of noise in the Big 12? I think they can. I think they can do it nationally. And the AP does not. Who lets some of these people vote? You know what? The number 25 team in this is Iowa. What what are we? What a joke. What a, a what an absolute joke. We let Iowa, the dumpster fire it is, be in the top 25. I am actually not going to touch on Oklahoma and Texas. They don't live here anymore. Um, OU at 20 might might be overrated, although I think I had them at 20 or maybe even higher in my list. Who cares? Uh, Texas at 11, definitely overrated because it's Texas. Until they prove something, then what do you want me to think? They're going to be a top 10 team? No, they haven't been. 
Here's what else. Here's number one, most egregious thing. Texas Tech's been omitted. Number two, if you're a Big 12 fan, you got to be just stunned to see Kansas State above TCU. But that's not why I'm upset. I, I get it. I get Kansas State being above TCU. That's fine by me. Here's what I don't get. Kansas State at 16. Again, this graphic courtesy of on three if you're, if you're watching. Kansas State's the 16th ranked team according to this made-up Fugazi of a poll. Will Howard's good at football, man. Kansas State is good at football. They won the Big 12 last season. It is, it is borderline a felony that the highest-rated Big 12 team is no longer going to be in the Big 12 with Texas at 11. But that's, that's all we've got. There are no Big Ten. There are no top ten teams in the Big Twelve. I don't understand how we, as a society, keep trying to convince ourselves that the Kansas State Wildcats aren't going to be a top fifteen team in college football this year, or that they're not going to be a. And in my opinion, they are a top ten caliber team. Will Howard's their quarterback, man. I can't do anything for you guys. I can't do anything for you guys that think Kansas State's going to be bad. And I get it. You know, 16 is not a bad spot to be in, but it's not where Kansas State deserves to be. They have enough coming back, especially I'm a big quarterback guy. I've seen Will Howard tear some football teams apart. I like Kansas State. And I think Kansas State, they are a top 10 team in my book. They are my preseason pick to win the Big 12. I, they've got the pieces to go back to back. I don't think they're going to pull a Baylor where they win it. And in the next year, they go six and seven. I don't see this Kansas State team being that way. They might, they very well might be my preseason pick to win the Big 12. And then the third thing, the third most egregious mistake from the AP voters. And there, there are a lot in here. There's a lot that I could dissect from outside the conference, right? AM being at 23. Dude, they're always overrated. Uh, I think Washington at 10 is too high. Uh, Tennessee at 12 is too low. Notre Dame at 13 is way too high. But what really grinds my gears is TCU at 17. Now, I'm not saying they need to be above Kansas State. I'm not going to give you that whole spiel. But I am going to say the Texas Christian University Horned Frogs went to the national. I watched them in the national championship game. Well, I watched one team in the national championship. TCU was also there, I have been told. But that that's got to mean something. That has got to mean something. And the offensive line is back. And I get the guy's dad is bad at football, but Chandler Morris is good at football. I saw him throw for 500 yards against the Baylor Bears. And, and, and no respect. You know what this is? You know what this is? This is a, this is a bode of disrespect. This is a, a nod of disrespect. This is the AP telling the Big 12. Good job. Sure, good job realigning. Sure, good job adding some teams. We don't respect you. We don't think you belong at the forefront of college athletics. Which worries me to an extent when we open up the is expansion only getting started conversation? Because right now the Big 12's gotten no respect. Your national championship team, what more could they have done? They could have done one more thing, and that's win a national championship. They got as close as you can get to the perfect season. And then the team that beat them, Kansas State, who won the Big 12, they're at 16. Make it make sense to me. Can we at 
at some point as a as a society come together and decide the Big 12 is a good conference at football. Texas Tech is left out. Baylor's left out. I think UCF could be a surprise team, and I'm not I'm, I'm not shocked that some of these teams are left out. You know, I'm not shocked that Baylor was left out. One one of the things that bothers me is Texas Tech's omission. But we are we live in a society where the Big 12 is given zero love, and I don't know if I can stand for that any longer. The three most shocking, serious issues with this AP poll: number one, Texas Tech has got to be in the preseason top 25. Number two, Kansas State has got to be higher than 16. Number three, TCU doesn't have to be higher than Kansas State, but they sure have to be higher than 17. They went to the national championship game. I get it, they lost some stuff. People are screaming at me, recency bias. They're the only Big 12 team to win a college football playoff game. And even it feels like some of the teams in their conference aren't respecting them. Get out of here with that. Justice for TCU. On Locked On Big 12, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team, and it's every day. How do you find a solution for talent? You go to LinkedIn Talent Solutions. So many people have asked me, Drake, 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 how did you hire your intern? Because they do so well on social media. They make such poppy, crazy polls that make you look like a genius. And I say, yeah, they're doing a great job. Because I went and I found them at LinkedIn Talent Solutions. It has made my life so much easier having someone to just to help with social media. I'm not, a, I'm not a savant. I'm not great at socials. You know what I'm good at? I'm good at taking one cold Miller Lite and sipping on it. That's what I'm good at. Not social media. So I went to LinkedIn Talent Solutions. They help you find the right people. You want to be 100% certain you have the most qualified candidates available, so you go to LinkedIn Talent Solutions. Add your job to the purple hashtag hiring frame. Adds it to your LinkedIn profile. You spread the word there. Simple tools, screening questions. Make it easy to, make it easy to focus on candidates with the right skills. Then you interview them. Then you hire them. Small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs Number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. LinkedIn.com slash college. Keep in mind that terms and conditions do apply. So apparently in this whole big expansion deal, things are far from over. We talked about Florida State yesterday, today being their deadline that they need to decide, are you one foot in, are you one foot out? Now Nebraska's athletic director has come out and said, dude, I, I don't know what everybody is being calm about, but uh, they're, they're, this whole deal is, is so, so far from over. Trev Alberts said, history is unkind to conferences that have not had the courage to expand. This is from the Lincoln Journal Star. I don't believe it's done. I don't believe it's done, he says about expansion. It's never been done. It's likely more than not that there will be continued periods of angst. When did we forget the word angst in vernacular? When did we say we were going to throw the word angst out? We don't use it very often, do we? Well, Trev Alberts did. Angst is how he put this, this realignment and says it will only get angstier. He says he believes that the next go-round... That's his basic conclusion. 
will be far more disruptive than anything we're currently engaged in. We need to prepare ourselves mentally for that. What we have learned is Trev is a is a college football doomsday prepper. What a we just can we take one second? He throws the word angst in there, which is already like ah. And then he goes in a doomsday prepper of it's only going to get worse. And not, you know, get ready or you'll see, but prepare yourself mentally. Get your tinfoil hat and get ready. Because Kyle, you think you think this is expansion? It's not, Trev says. And I don't, I don't, I don't know from a Big 12 perspective how to feel about that because it feels like we are inching closer and closer to this assimilation or toward uh, almost consolidation where you take you take the top 30, 40, maybe 50 brands in college football and you put them all in one bubble and you say, this is college football. Anything outside of this top 50 is not college football. We've taken out any luster from when number 15 and undefeated Tulane plays number 18 and undefeated uh, Florida Atlantic. We have, we've taken that away from the game. And I, I can see that. I can see how that's the case here, how it's maybe you could, you could say it's ruining college football. It depends on do you want to see more of number 15 Tulane and number 18 FAU? Are you kind of a maniac sicko of college football? I am. I personally love those. Or do you want to see more Georgia LSU? Do you want to see more Alabama Ohio State? And what what people are starting to learn now is the money, the TV p- people people do people do want to see Florida play Ohio State. They want to see LSU go out there and take on Clemson. They don't want to see Tulane and FAU to a to a pretty dr- dramatic extent, they don't want to see Iowa State play West Virginia. And, and that sucks for us because I love Iowa State, West Virginia, but it, it doesn't bring in the money. There, there's a reason that there's such a large gap between the money the SEC and the Big 12 makes, the money the Big 10 and the Big 12 make. But because the quality of competition, while while good, still in the Big 12, it doesn't match these these. Power two, power two games that are bringing in viewers across the world. There's not a game in the Big 12 that can bring in as many viewers as when Alabama plays LSU in the regular season. And that's why all the money is being allotted to the Southeast Conference. So if this is true, if what Trev is saying is correct, and we're going toward even deeper depths of expansion, that's, that's honestly not good for the Big 12. Uh, I saw somebody put out a video the other day. You know, will, will, can the Big 12 survive expansion? Uh, will, will what happened to the Pac-12 happen to the Big 12? And I, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think the Big Three is a good model because the ACC is is you know not trending in a great spot. However, I am worried that college football is getting to a point where if you don't, if you just, if you don't have the money, they say sorry and they move on. They move on past teams like a. Like a Cincinnati, you know, you, you just got to the power five. What can you do for me? 
And then college football says, hey, we're going to have two conferences that really matter. We're going to give them all the TV. They're going to be the biggest show in town. And maybe you're lucky to pull yourself up by your bootstraps out of your Big 12 and into their conference. Um, it is this this conference realignment has almost become what they do. And is that soccer where, you know, you have 20 teams and then in the second league, you have 20 teams and the bottom four from the top league, they go down and the top four from the second league, they go up, you know, and it's just like staircasing. That's kind of what, it, that's kind of what a line realignment is, is hey, uh Oregon state. You weren't really pulling your weight there. At the bottom of the pack 12. Yeah. Sorry. You're done. You're out of, you're, you're out of luck. Hey, whoa, UCF, you are killing it. You're doing great. Let's let's bring you let's bring you up to the next to the next step the next level. That's what realignment is. That's what expansion is, and, and we're we're seeing that play out um, to what I felt like was an extreme. But if you ask Nebraska's athletic director, we haven't even come close to the extreme yet, and that scares me. I wonder where some of these Big Twelve teams would land in the event we hit a college football apocalypse when everything goes to hell in a handbasket. And teams across the country are trying to find a new conference or trying to get into a super conference, trying to get to the SEC or the Big Ten. If those are the only two left, what do you do? And and the same goes for Rutgers and Northwestern. Are they marked safe just because they're already in the Big Ten? Is Vanderbilt marked safe because of its research, its money, its endowment? I don't even know what it is, but I'm sure it's nice. Are they marked safe in the SEC? Are the bottom dwellers of the Big Ten, do they just get to stick around when the college football apocalypse hits? If that's what's coming, sure, prepare yourself mentally. But I don't know. I, I, I don't know that we get to a point where, and, and it's kind of a stupid thing to say. What I'm going to say, it's a stupid thing to say. I don't know if we do get to a point where money completely destroys college athletics. Somebody somewhere down the line, some humanitarian will say, stop, regroup, no, let's go back to the basics and let number 15 Tulane play number 18 Florida Atlantic. Somebody down the road is going to say that and it's going to save college football before we get the doomsday scenario that has been pitched by the Nebraska athletic director, Trev Alberts. Thanks, Trev. Cool name. Here on Locked On Big 12, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Folks, that is your team. It's every day. Oh, boy. Have you guys seen John Rice Plumley? I think there are three letters that are going to dominate the conference that a lot of people aren't ready for. They are J-R-P. Gus Malzahn. Can we, can we, we all forget. People seem to forget. Auburn fans especially because they kicked him out of town. How good of a coach Gus Malzahn has been pretty much every step of the way dominated as the OC of Auburn was a much better coach than Gene Chizik won them a national championship. Gene Chizik actually got fired pretty quickly after Gus Malzahn left because Malzahn was the mastermind. It's great at Arkansas state. He beats Alabama at Auburn and every, every, every step of the way people are screaming. Ah, I hate Gus Malzahn. What if we are all missing out on what could be the surprise team of 2023? John Rice Plumley's UCF Knights. John Rice Plumley, former National Beta Club officer in Mississippi, 
roommate with pitcher Cameron Crane. He is dynamic. Kid can run the ball. And when UCF ran the ball last year, they were 5-0 and when averaging 5.5 yards per carry or more, and 7-0, and including beating Tulane and Cincinnati when running for more than 210 yards. But 0-4 when they didn't run for 160. If John Rice Plumley, if John Rice Plumley can run the ball, if he can throw the ball, if he can bring his veteran prowess behind an offensive line that brings in defensive tackle Marshall, Marcellus Marshall, then I like this team. Beulah Schmidt, transfer center. I like this team. You've got, oh, I, I've just been, I've been doing a lot more research about this squad. Javon Baker, Kobe Hudson. In my notes here, I have Jason Johnson, linebacker, beast. Ricky Barber, defensive tackle, beast. The defense has got some dudes. The defense has got some dudes. They fumbled the ball a lot last year. Their win total is, you know, people expect them to be about a a six to seven win team. It's kind of their welcome to the power five year. But what if, envision it. What if this team who has won some New Year's six games who has proven to the world they belong in the Power Five, they can win games at the Power Five level, would it be so insane to think that UCF might be good at football this year? Can a UCF fan please, I will buy it from you. I just want to pay, I want to pay you people that listen. I will buy a t-shirt from you or a jacket or something. Now, UCF's schedule is not the easiest thing in the world. They kind of got boned a little bit. Versus Kent State, you're going to win that game, please. Please, for the sake of the Big 12. At Boise State, tough. You're going to win that game, right? You're not going to make me look like an idiot. Villanova at home, that's you're, you're going to win that. Then things get really dicey. They didn't get a great draw in the Big 12. They go to Kansas State. Welcome to the Big 12, son. Kansas State might win the conference, and now you have to play them in your first Big 12 game ever. Baylor at home. They won the Big 12 a year ago. They've got a, a pretty pretty good squad. They should be on the top half of this conference. Another tough game. Kansas on the road. They have the preseason All-Big 12 quarterback and running back. Might be the best offense in the league. Oh, Oklahoma on the road. Thank God you get a bye week in there right before it. Oklahoma on the road. West Virginia at home. You win that game. You win that game. Cincinnati on the road. You win that game. Oklahoma State at home. You can very well win that game. Texas Tech on the road is tough. Houston at home. You win that game. I am looking at some guaranteed wins. Guaranteed bowl eligibility. Kent State, guaranteed win. Boise State, I'm going to give it to you. Guaranteed win. Villanova, guaranteed win. I, I'm, I'm almost there to give you Kansas. I can give you West Virginia. I can give you Cincinnati and Houston. That's six wins, UCF. Then what can you do? What kind of chaos can you create in this conference? Can you get road wins against a Oklahoma, against Cincinnati, Texas Tech? I, I think Cincinnati is going to happen. I'm going to need you to go beat Kansas. Oklahoma, we are overrating a little bit. They were really bad last year, six and seven. I they played in Orlando in the Cheez It Bowl. I need you to go beat Oklahoma. Kansas State on the road's tough. 
Oklahoma State at home is tough. They're not going to be great. I think Oklahoma State probably finishes in the 9 or 10 range of these 14 teams, but oof, still like seasoned power five team. Baylor probably finishes in the 5 to 7 range in this conference. Oof, tough still. Power five season team. Won a Sugar Bowl a year ago. The schedule, I, I, I want to apologize for the schedule. We should have given the hardest schedule to UT in Oklahoma. Instead, we gave it to you, UCF. Can you can you do something with it, please? They could be a surprise team. UCF could shock some people this year. Win, go win eight games. That'd be surprising. Should you be happy? I would hope you're happy with seven. You know, being a power five team for the first time ever. Go win eight. I see it. I see it mapped out on your schedule. John Rice Plumley. I love you and I miss you. I'm also going to miss you guys. I miss you guys every day that I'm not on the show. Every day. With the, like with the, the outside of the half hour that we get to, that we get to talk, I miss you. I wish we could just talk all the time, but we can't. We can't. Maybe we'll figure out how one day. Come back tomorrow. I've got a couple things planned this week. Some engaging, interesting stuff. I'm gonna have some guests, by the way. I need to get more guests in this fold. Give you some different perspectives in jazz too. You like the backdrop? I hope you like the backdrop. This has been and it always will be locked on. Come back tomorrow for more of it. Big 12.